Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. So today's episode, I want to focus on looking back over the last 16 years and kind of do it in reverse. You know, if I'd known then what I know now, how would I handle things? What would have changed in in the adoption world? You know, what, how would I have... um, handled situations? Would I have made different choices? Would I have changed the way that we connect with birth mothers or case manage them or, or work with adoptive families? And I can say that, you know, in time when everybody, when anybody does something for a long period of time and they hone in and they work on their craft and they become more scholared and more educated and more knowledgeable, not just, you know, through reading education and study, but in practice, you know, what you do on a daily basis, you know, every birth mother brings a new story in and there's always something unique, which is why we refer to them as snowflakes. And what I thought we would do today is go back and look at some of the, the defining moments, but in short, I don't think I would have changed any decisions that I've made to to date. I thought about this all week. And the reason I make that statement is we wouldn't be where we are today if we hadn't made the choices that we made then. And rather than going back and saying, well, what would have happened if I'm going to take this opportunity to say, let's go back and say, look at how this made us better, stronger, um, able to help more people, able to help build more families. And when a birth mother comes into an adoption agency and she starts working with you and you share her adoption journey with her, as you walk alongside her, a part of you changes with her, even as an adoption case manager or an agency director, because she teaches you things that you didn't know. Someone may think, well, you know, I'm sure there, you know, there are a lot of similarities between your birth mother's And, you know, are they all kind of the same? And that's the thing about adoption is everybody's story is so different. Mm -hmm. And while you may have similarities, I think you're going to find more differences than you are similarities. So there have been defining moments, I think, in the past 16 years 
that I think by sharing them, I think it will help adoptive families and birth mothers collectively understand the mindset behind the way in which I direct our adoption agency. Because I've always said to our staff in the podcast that to really be effective and help somebody in their life, you have to meet them where they are. You can't expect them to rise to where you are or lower themselves to where you are. You have to meet them where they are. Because if you look at somebody, as we use this analogy before, in a pool that is drowning and you really want to talk with them, you know, shouting from the poolside as they're drowning, they're not going to hear you. Um, if you dive underwater, they're not going to hear you talk either. But if you get in the pool and you help them out and you're with them and you're present in that moment, mindfulness uh, is important, then you're able to connect with them. So I think the most important thing in working with women who are pregnant and making an adoption plan is without a doubt being present in the moment with them. I think for adoptive families who really want their adoption to be successful, my advice is to be as present as you can. Birth mothers are not as difficult to understand as people may think. Sometimes when I am working with a birth mother and they're trying to explain something or tell their story, what's so misunderstood is that in the adoption world, we ask so much of birth mothers. We ask them to divulge uh, their medical history, their social history financially where they are in their life so we can determine whether or not we can assist them with living expenses. We ask them about their criminal history. We dive into their uh, sexual history and talk about, you know, which people are potential birth fathers if there's more than one. Sometimes we have to go in and hone in on that even more and ask a birth mother information that you may or may not even ask your closest friend. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes these questions, unfortunately, are asked in the first or second meeting that an adoption agency has with a birth mother. So if you can try to take yourself out of, you know, thinking, okay, so a birth mother comes into an adoption agency and an adoptive family or an agency worker is worried because she may not have been 100% forthright in answering a question about a birth father, birth father, sorry, taking a step back and thinking about it. Okay, so somebody comes in, and as I learned from my own biological mother, their fear when they're walking through the door is judgment. You know, are they going to judge me for the choice that I'm making? Are they going to think that I'm not a good mom, or I'm not, um, I'm not doing something, that I'm being selfish, I'm not doing something right? And that's the opposite. So again, our job when a birth mother comes to us is really to show them how amazing we think they are because mm-hmm. they are, they're heroes. And when we sit down and we start working with them and we, we learn about the type of adoption journey they want to have, we then have to go, like I said, into such intricate details. And it's very hard to open up to somebody that you don't know and that you don't trust. And a lot of the, the women that we work with have experienced some, ki- some type of trauma in their past. And to expect this, this woman who is doing this courageous and brave thing to be so forthright and on point from the inception of your relationship with her 
is asking more of that person than you would of anybody in your life. Do you find that there are ways to make them understand that they should, not that they should be comfortable, but just that you can be trusted is, I mean, do you open up to them a little? How, how do you uh, get them to do that? That's a really good question. You do have to be really cognizant of personal disclosure Mm -hmm. um, for all sorts of reasons, ranging from, you know, you don't want to divulge personal information, but yet you want to connect. So there's the social worker dance. Right. But I think that the way, yeah, so there, there are ways that you can try to make a birth mother as confident and secure as possible mm-hmm. because what happens is is when you have a woman who's pregnant and she comes into the adoption agency and she is starting an adoption plan and she tells you you know all the answers to all of your questions that you are presenting to her when she comes in to do her adoption plan. Mm-hmm. And let's say that she wasn't honest in that. Well, now if something doesn't add up and, you know, as the legal team goes through it, we have to go back and ask her specifically about something in the answers that she provided because she was nervous and maybe was afraid that we would judge her for one of her answers Mm -hmm. because we don't have a long lasting relationship prior to this. Then if she says, yes, I wasn't being truthful, then she has now um, has to say, well, wait, I lied. And so then she has to fear what the repercussion is going to be, even though there's not a repercussion, you know, we can help her through that, but she fears, okay, well now they're going to think I'm lying. So are they going to trust anything that I said? And so the only way for her to fix the mistake that she made is to own another mistake. And so it, it, it's like stacking blocks. Right. Kind of a snowball effect. I think for instance, with you in particular, because you do have the background that you do as far as being an adopted child and having the story of your birth mother, which you openly and freely share with people, you know, I think that probably helps them to, I would guess to put them at ease. Um, And and that's the reason that I do it is Mm -hmm. because I really think that it is something that I have that I can, I can present to show, you know, I don't want to say a club membership because that sounds kind of funny, but it's a way to show that I, you know, I'm not outside the adoption triangle. Like I'm, I'm in it Mm -hmm. and I understand where they're coming from. And for me to judge anybody would be to judge my own biological mother. Right. And so again, that's not something I would do anyway, would be to judge somebody, but when you remove um, remove that stigma of, you know, when somebody walks into the office and if I find out that, you know, a birth mom is, is nervous about meeting me because, you know, oh, I'm going to meet the president of the company. And, you know, I kind of laugh and tell me it's just a title. You know, it's just words after a name. I'm just a person just like you. Mm-hmm. I was adopted. You know, I, I think what you're doing is amazing. And, and I mean all of what I'm saying. It's not just, you know, a speech or something that I tell people because I want them to feel comfortable. I tell them because I want them to understand that I, I've walked a different path in life than they're walking, but we all, our path has all started like they're a birth mother. I'm, you know, I was an adopted child and then we work with adoptive families. And so we're all in this together. We're just different pieces of this triangle. And as I've, like I said, grown more with, and, and and met more birth mothers and 
which has got to be in the thousands now, um, I can say that every one of them left an imprint on me and, and there was always something that I learned and something that taught me to grow with each and every one of them. And that's even with moms that didn't place ultimately at the end. Like I learned from them. And I think, I think it's so important for everyone listening to the podcast to understand that when we're in the adoption world and we are looking at a birth mother or an adoptive family and they, you know, they're doing something which I think is incredible. You know, an adoptive family is, is working extra hard to become parents or add to their family through adoption uh, than maybe somebody who, who doesn't have to um, go through the adoption process and can just have a biological child. And a birth mother is taking that step to make sure that she has the best family for her unborn child mm-hmm. or recently born if she's at the hospital. And that's super important that we don't hold her or them to a higher standard than we would anybody else. Because they are making a selfless choice, both of them really, if you look at it, that doesn't mean that they should be either judged by society or looked at any differently. If, if If you can think back to a time where, here's a good one. How many people are not honest on their driver's license application? How many people do not put in the correct weight? Right. That's the big one. That That's the big one, right? <laughs> so imagine that, you know, <clears throat> if the DMV, you know, you didn't really even really see anybody anymore. Um, so the DMV comes and calls you back and says, you need to come back in. You know, I, we don't think that, that this was accurate that you wrote down on your weight. So we're going to have you come back in. There's going to be, you know, you come in, there's a scale right there. Um, we're going to have to ask you to get on that scale. Right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, me personally, I'll ignore it and hope it goes away. Right. You're not going to go in, right? You're going to avoid right. it. You're going to postpone it. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I got a thing this afternoon. Right. I'll call so you tomorrow. I'll sometime next week. Yeah. Okay. And is that not what birth mothers do? Absolutely. And there's nothing, you know, I mean, there's nothing to judge that you understand it. If you can empathize with, boy, this is some personal stuff that we're talking about, like on the intakes and on the information you need to get the ball rolling, but you also need truthfulness and it, it's a, it's a tight wire. It is. It is a tight wire. And I think one of the most difficult um, aspects of being in the adoption world and, and working step over step with, with birth mothers and adoptive families. One of them is, I, I, again, I love the word dance, um, that birth mothers do towards the end of their pregnancy. So this is where I almost see a, some birth mothers will start to pull away from their caseworker because they're nearing, you know, delivery. They're getting more anxious in their head. They're thinking, am I doing the right thing? And they're really questioning themselves. And that's normal. That's, that's a normal part of the process. But they have, in some instances, developed a very close relationship with their caseworker. And so their fear is, is that if I disclose this to my caseworker, are they not going to think I'm as wonderful as a person as I think that they think I am? Mm-hmm. And what they don't understand is, is that we understand the process. You know, we understand that, 
you are going to, you know, have those moments at three o'clock in the morning where you're second guessing everything. Maybe you're writing down what your bills are every month and seeing if, you know, if you can make it work and what you would need to do to be, to, you know, to possibly change your life, to be a parent to this child. And, and is that going to make, you know, is that going to change your relationship with your caseworker if you disclose this, but if you don't disclose it, then how are you going to get more counseling? Because you really need to process this with somebody and the adoption counselor can, you know, uh, be contacted and set up an appointment with if you tell your caseworker, but then are you going to be considered as having red flags? And is this going to affect your relationship with the adoptive family rather than them, you know, explaining to the birth mom, we know what you're going to go through. We, we know the thoughts that are going on in your head. Um, we understand and we're ready and we're there to help you through them because processing them is the only way that you're going to find peace. And we want you to have peace in your adoption choice. All those things are very normal. And not that every woman will experience it, but a lot of women do. Mm-hmm. And I think the inability to find peace within what's really going on in your head is part of what compounds the problem and the issue that presents at the hospital. So if you have a birth mom that has unresolved issues going on within her about whether or not she really should try to parent or whether she wants to follow through on her adoption plan because she loves the adoptive family and she, she really wants to do this and you don't get her the counseling and help her process it. Then you get this like ping ponging in her head at the hospital and she gets very confused and doesn't know what to do because now, you know, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's crunch time. Like, you know what I mean? It's time to, to make a decision and the adoptive family is coming. And so what I see a lot is birth moms are trying to process things on their own that they are unable to process on their own. Mm-hmm. And I think that anybody in their shoes would be unable to process that on their own. Right, right. Well, I mean, you're seeing it, like you said, hundreds and hundreds of times. So it does help for you to be able to explain, we've been through this. I've, I've seen just about everything out there and I'm here with you. Every to time support I say you. That, oh, I, yeah. I tongue in cheek. Every time I say that, it's like, Oh no, you know, I, something brand new will pop up. Um, right. But I agree. And I think the other piece is that I think as an adoption community, we can underestimate the influence of a birth father. I think that sometimes we think a birth father, you know, may not be playing a significant role. He may be just going along with the adoption plan, maybe not a real big fan, but kind of laying low throughout the journey. Uh You know, and then in the hospital, you see a whole other side to him. And I think that by including the birth father, or at least the invitation to into her adoption journey and working with the agency, I think that will give her more support and by including him, I think that the adoption will overall be more successful because if somebody feels included, they're less likely to be in opposition to. Right. I was just about to say that as, you know, a man, when somebody approaches me, not as, oh, this outsider that has no influence, but comes at me and gives me just a modicum of respect and you know, input about the situation, what's going on, you know, kind of your insights into what the birth mother's going through. I'm, 
99% more apt to get on board with something, you know? And I have seen that over and over again across the board with, with birth fathers as well. The other thing too, I think that I've learned and again, this is for adoptive families. I understand and no, I haven't personally experienced it, but I understand that when you're walking into the hospital and the birth mother is wavering, that is an incredibly hard time. That's where you need to put on your bravest face, your biggest smile and be supportive of her because she is making a choice that is unimaginable to so many of us. A while back on the podcast, you had talked about some of the strongest adoptive parents that you've ever seen. And the birth mother was going through this rough time and she just kind of, I need the time. The adoptive parents stood to the side. They were there and supportive, but they weren't knocking on the door and saying, how's everything going? Can we help? And they just stayed out of the way, but didn't falter. You know, I mean, and I still think about that story and I think, wow, that's an amazing couple, just two amazing people that supported each other and supported the birth mother and did everything. They just did everything right. They were an amazing couple. Absolutely. And that's not to say that that is going to secure the possibility of a, of a, a placement with a baby, but it is going to put you in the best light possible. And at the end of the day, it's just being a good person. And isn't that what we all really want to be remembered by and and be thought of as being a good person? Sometimes in adoption, it it doesn't work out. And that's hard. And we've talked about that too many times. That's really, really tough. But I do believe that all things happen for a reason. I do believe there's purpose in so many things. Sometimes, you know, there's there's bigger lessons for us as people to learn. Um, And and we go through journeys that we may not want to go through or we have to endure things that we're not ready to endure. But at the end of it, we learn from it. And I think that we become better people sometimes for it. And it may not have been the choice that we wanted to make or have made for us. But in working with birth moms, what I've learned is that at the end of the day, love prevails. And it's her love for her baby, which ultimately becomes the love of the adoptive parent's life because they get this baby that's beautiful and in turn their love for her for giving them this beautiful and amazing gift. So I think that if we step back as an adoption community and focus on the truest meaning of adoption, which is love and understand that life is messy and it's hard and none of us have a crystal ball although many of us would very much like to have one, myself included. I think that we can, we can all do better for both adoptive families and birth mothers in the sense that we can only have so much control. Just like we explain to adoptive families and birth mothers, there's parts of the process that you have complete control over and there's parts of the process that you won't have any control over. And it changes whether you're the adoptive um, family or, or the birth mom or the, even the adoption agency. And so we all need to understand and accept that. And I think that if we continue to collaboratively work together, I think that adoption as a whole will be much more successful. 
We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then. 